Okay, Brad, I hit the button. All right, Life and Grace podcast. I'm Brad Holman. Troy Nicholson. Coming to you from the basement here. We're uh, sipping a Weller, a Weller Reserve, actually. We are. Um, Sunday afternoon, and uh, we've had kind of an interesting day today. We have very, a very interesting day today, and I, I'm, I'm going to do my best not to burp. Excuse me if yeah. I do, because I'm pretty full from the scrumptious food that we had yeah. earlier. I'm just throwing that out there because it may happen. Pork tenderloins. It was good. We made a uh, little like uh, teriyaki pork tenderloins on the grill. That guy did. Came out. They came out pretty good. Yeah. Pretty so, tasty. Juicy. We'll tell you. You know, you never yeah. know though. Just in three don't hours. Use the, don't don't say moist. Well, I, nah, I did. It was juicy. You yeah. did. Actually. I know. I did. So in three Thank hours, you. though, if you're sick, it was very good. It wasn't the pork tenderloin. Was made that. It's probably the salad. It's probably the salad. Usually salad. Blame it on Stephanie. Yep. Or so, or yeah. Sam's. Blame it on Sam's. Blame, yeah. So we blame just it on the manufacturer. Yeah. You guys didn't make it. You just opened the sack and dumped it out. Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, we, I don't know why that's very I'm, funny, but that was really really funny. <laughs> it may not really be funny. Uh, oh. We will wait to see. <laughs> but we did go to church today together. We had an interesting what kind of where we were going. Interesting day. Interesting morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually turned into an interesting mid-afternoon because mm-hmm. we uh, enjoyed our, our church gathering. There's a piece of hair in my nose, sorry. And we stayed for a meeting. That meeting? I would say it was a congregational, congregational uh, informative hey. meeting, kind, yes. of, kind of the, the, the status of the church and what they're going to try to do moving forward in relation to some, some things, some yeah. topics, and... Uh, so, you know, those topics are kind of interesting topics, and, you know, maybe we can kick those around a little bit here, huh? Yeah, we'll kick them around a little bit here, and then maybe tie them into some other things, because basically what most of our podcasts have been about, and we won't really like them to be at least a, a big part of, is our faith. And our church is a big part of our faith in the means that we go there for worship, we go there for instruction, we go there for our biblical knowledge, and our pastor, Dave, uh-huh. um, we both, we had this conversation earlier, believe that he is a very biblically-based uh, pastor. He doesn't think about this stuff on his own. This comes from the Word. And then maybe he, you know, when he speaks, he uses his own personality the same way Paul did when Paul uh, spoke to the churches as well. And present day experiences. Absolutely. So there's his personality in, and we do believe it's still biblically based and God given. Well, I know this, I know um, we've known Dave for a long time and you know, the hardest thing about being in a leadership position is that you're going to be scrutinized and, um, sometimes that scrutiny isn't nice, and oh, yeah. uh, but sometimes you need to hear it too, you know. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Um, so it was. A, it, I think it was a good um, situation for people who felt the need to to speak to speak, um, not only to the church council but also to the congregation. It was a yeah. kind of a, uh, you know, honestly, I've never been in that type of an environment before. I, I had a lot of thoughts and mm-hmm. probably a lot of things to say that. I didn't say or, or, and, right. and be, because I, you know, I, I won, I'm that type of guy would rather like listen to other people, mm-hmm. you know, see what they're thinking, what they're feeling. Does it coincide with what I'm thinking and feeling? And, 
And, you know, and then I make my, I draw my own conclusions in the end. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my hope is in Jesus Christ. That's, that's the bottom line. And and I think that's what kind of got lost today. In my opinion, as we sat there and we talked, um, you know, I, I just think I, I've, I've started to realize how sometimes people get too caught up in the specifics and they lose sight of the whole. They lose sight of the the big picture. And you know, it's it's okay to talk and ask questions. And I thought that environment was very inviting, and it was very comfortable for even a a disputing a disputing opinion. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know, you you want to get it right. And um, you know, I understand, especially from Dave's perspective as our leader. Um, you know, he wants to get it right, and um, he respects the congregation enough to bring them into the conversation, yeah. and to let us all, um, in turn, share our own opinions. And um, you know, and and I guess maybe we can discuss where we lie on that because I think uh, I think Dave would sure um, I think like to hear it. You know, and yeah. and if he wanted to watch, he could watch, but other people might learn as well. Well, yeah, and basically, what the conversation was, because we're kind of kind of not really mentioned that the the main part of our conversation, and it's been part of our conversation in our church, kind of underground, really, in in some ways, is what are the role for women in the church? I mean, so we can get specific. So. I don't know where you fall on it, if anybody's listening and what your opinions are, and we're just going to give you ours. Um, but in, in our church, here since April, we've actually expanded the role of the board. Is that what they're called? Well, council. The council on the church to where they, they went from a few to, I believe there's like 10 total, and they now include women in our council on, at, at our church and women are in a leadership mm-hmm. role in several ways in our church. And that's been expanding over the last three or so years where we have women hang on to your hats that are actually up on stage and they're speaking. Uh, some of those women are speaking about the word and they're speaking from the Bible. And some people have different opinions about that. Well, I, I can say this, uh, and I want to I want to start this conversation out on the right foot because um, you know I I know the one thing we have already spoken about you and I previous yep. to this particular conversation is that there is one underlying common denominator yeah. in in every person who was in that room today, which is unless they haven't been saved, they believe that Jesus Christ was who he said he was, that he went to the cross and he, and he hung on that cross and he endured not only the physical pain, but the pain of bearing our sin, mm-hmm. uh, all of our sin. Yeah. And he was buried, and on the third day he rose from the dead, and that he reappeared and, and he sent a counselor for us in the Holy Spirit. And... You know that is the common denominator in that, in that room today, and I just think sometimes you know I I used the baseball analogy earlier, and I'm going to go ahead and use it yeah. again because you know I coach a lot of kids in terms of like how they throw a baseball, mm-hmm. 
And so my, my way of teaching is that you really don't have to know what's wrong right. as long as you know what's right. And so my opinion and the delivery of what's right is like what I call the ready position or loading up or getting yourself, you know, um, you know, back, so to speak. And a lot of, a lot of coaches say different things, but I have a more specific way to teach it, but everybody does it a little differently. You know, everybody has that or should have that. And you know, a lot of guys skip that position Mm -hmm. too, you know, but everybody should have that in their delivery to be able to control the remainder of the delivery and be able to benefit, you know, from their, their, their full capacity of core strength and big muscle usage and, and quick twitch and, you know, directional capability. And you can go on and on and on. But the point is, is like, that's exactly what kind of happens in the church is that people forget that there's that common denominator. We all have the same belief, but we, yeah. And then we get so caught up in, the specifics, and I had this really, really old guy. His name was Cal McClish, and his full name, and God rest his soul, because he's dead now. But Calvin Coolidge, Julius Caesar, Tuscahoma McClish, <laughs> and he had he had almost sixty years in professional baseball, and I learned so much from him um, in my own coaching endeavor. And I just followed him around and 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 borrowed a lot of his his Cal McClishisms, I call it, and and he he was so wise and. So with that, I mean, uh, Cal had this basis that, you know, of belief that like if, if you get yourself ready to throw the baseball, that that's where the rest of the ability comes from. And he said that if you delve into the minor details, you can destroy the whole. And I'm speaking in like an old fellow because Cal at this time was about 86 years old. <laughs> if you delve into the minor details, you can destroy the whole. And so I thought so much about that as he said it, and it's just so simple. And that's how he was. He was a very logical guy, but he just he just said like you can you can pay attention to so much detail that you can you can forget the big picture. You know, it's like not being able to see the what do they say? Not being able to see the forest through the trees. Through the trees, or, yeah. So kind of the same thing. But um, Cal had a tremendous um, way of des- describing it, and. And it's kind of the same thing in Christianity. You know, we mm-hmm. all have that same foundation. If you'll get to that foundation every time, you know, you'll be able to do the rest of it a lot easier. And and I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I, I just don't want to, as a church body, get caught up in these little, these little, these little details, right. um, and and miss out on, you know, what's really important. Yeah, the ultimate uh, good of the church, the good of the people uh, that go to this church. And I know for some, it doesn't probably feel like a, a, a small detail. And we're not saying that it's a small detail that women speak or don't speak in a church. And I'm not saying that you're saying that by any means either. Stop it. All right. I am. We, we understand that so many people can get caught up in the weeds. And when you start chopping the weeds, you can... You destroy the plant. Yeah. Or, when you, or when you try to your, walk on eggshells all the time. You can't you know? do like, that. Like I, like I told you earlier, and, and I hope Dave gets a chance to listen to this, but like, Dave, you're our leader. Yeah. We trust you. We're following you. And we're following you. And if there's ever something that you were to do that would be offensive or right. would lead us to believe that it's not scriptural or we would feel like we're being deceived, we'll come to you with it. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, obviously the congregation, you know, is is more than just us, but but um, lead courageously. 
And we um, represent at least four. Well, so and that's I, pretty good. The reason I say that is because I, I think I, I think we know what Dave represents. Well, I think I think Dave represents the what we just talked about the foundation. You kind of mentioned it. We're not fi- we're not following him blindly. No, we believe his basis, where you, his ready position, yeah. is where it needs to be. Yeah. He's ready, and he's he's ready for pretty much everything. I mean, the conversations right. that him and I have had, and probably you've had with him as well. He knows it's coming. He's not, and he's not going to enjoy it when he comes, but he knows it's coming. But right. he's ready. Well, should we should we divulge as to what the the the, the conversation was? Well, it was the, that's why I was saying it was basically about the Southern Baptist um, Congress. Their their big thing that they had was it was about the roles for women. Uh, and probably more specifically, it was the titles given. Mm. Was that really what it well, was? Well, that's what it boiled down to. But I think that was the glitch. <clears throat> yeah, I think the the gist of it was they were they're trying to. Uh, I think. I don't know what you would call it, oppress, repress, yeah. suppress women, like women in high authoritative positions that way. in the church. Well, it's definitely that way. Yeah. And then and then there's certain churches that decided to get around said, you know, they just changed the title of... Well, that's what the, that's what the um, Southern Baptists want. They're going to redefine roles for women uh-huh. where you can no longer call them pastors. Or shepherds, whatever you wanted to call them, they they'd have to be called something else. They would hold the same the same role. You could keep doing what you're doing, but we're not going to call you that anymore. Well, in regards to staying affiliated if, if, with the Southern be, yes, Baptist correct. Church, now the so definitions. so now now they voted on it, and that happened just recently, June, May, April, believe, May, June, June something. June. I can't remember what they said, but um, and it and it and overwhelmingly was decided eighty eight percent eighty eight percent that women should not hold authoritative roles or or have the title titles or, or I don't was it, was it the role or I think it was more the, the role. titles no they had to they had to change what they were called if you're a woman. Youth pastor, you couldn't be called a youth pastor. You can go up and preach, but you can't be called. You a pastor. can't be called a pastor. Now, so, if you were a man in that same role, you can. Be. Apparently, you could still be called a pastor. Well, obviously, you see the problem. That's I, if you don't see the problem, <laughs> right? So, it might well, be a problem. Well, well, I mean, it just goes along the, the lines of like, are you know, are you still teaching? From the same gospel, yes, what matters that uh, that he's teaching from. I uh, to me, that's the difference maker, and it goes back yeah. to the foundation. It goes back Correct. to the base. So, who's teaching it? I, I would hope isn't the concern. It shouldn't be the concern it's, it's as long as, as as long as what's being taught is yeah. is accurate and mm-hmm. and scriptural. Yep. And so I think it goes back to what Cal McClish said. You got to be careful because you start delving into these little details, yeah, and you forget what the basis is, what the foundation yeah. is, and and the purpose of Jesus Christ is why we all stand up for what we yeah. are and and what we believe. So, um, you know, and it and it's Satan. Uh-huh. Who is also uh, the touted de- the, the deceiver, the, the deceiver, deceiver, the divider, kill, steal, destroy, is always trying to use oh, these yeah. things in in a way that that divides. And and the bottom line is we're all part of the body of Christ. Yeah, you might be a. Uh, I'll give you a good part, please. I okay. You might be an eye, and you. I might be a toenail. Yeah. 
But I'm glad per I'm the eye. scripture, per the scripture, whether you're an eye or a toenail, right? Apart from apart from the rest of the body, <clears throat> what good are you? Right. If you're just an eye and mm-hmm. you don't have an optic nerve that goes to the brain that processes mm-hmm. what you see and translates it into into mm-hmm. like a picture, if you don't have an ear, yeah, you don't. Well, yeah. Or if, I, if I'm just Can't a toenail hear. floating around, what good am I? Yeah. What good am I if I'm on the body though as a toenail? Honestly. <laughs> I, I would, <laughs> but the, the fungus catcher. I yeah, don't know, what are well, you? Well, the, the ultimate point is this, though. It's like no point, no one part of the body is less is more or less important than yeah. the other part because by itself, it's only it's, a part. It's not it's the worth, body. Somewhat it, worthless. It's very worthless because every everything that encompasses the body helps that part also exist and yeah. and, and work. So. It just seems to me like it's 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 delving into the things that I, should be talked about and discussed, but shouldn't create division. Yeah, and it's obvious, and, and unfortunately, has created division. And and the the Southern Baptists aren't the first ones that, that have this issue. They are they're bringing it up, and as to why after all these years, because I know they've had females in pastoral roles in some way or not. Or, or another, and they've had those uh, terminologies out there, but within the last year, they've decided to take those away. Now, if everything's been great and everything's been so good, what what is their main issue? Why are we doing this? That's that's a question that I don't know if it's been answered. Hey, everything's been okay, and you've been all right with it up till now, and this has been a part of an organization for how many years? And now this year, it's a bad thing. So there's there's a question that may have already been asked that I don't know the answer to. But unfortunately, that the problem is man-constructed religion. That's really what happens. And whenever man gets involved, and I mean man as in world, us, men, women, mankind, we tend to screw things up. Well, and you can take that. Also, and you can you can call it denominations, yes, which is exactly what we discussed so today, right? Things. So, I mean, I know from being a Christian since 1993, I've I've been around other Christians in in a lot of different, you know, capacities, I guess, and 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 some obviously from different denominations than me. And you hear the you hear the the comments and and the pride that goes along with whatever denomination you are and and I just thought oh yeah you know to me it's like okay River our church is a is a Southern Baptist church mm, yeah um, but I've never ever gone out in the you know oh, specifically it, looking specifically saying hey. I want you to I want you to come and become a Southern Baptist church member. Right. That's not how I approach people. Right. My approach to people is I want to tell you about Jesus Christ. Yeah. I want you to know about this fella who did all this stuff for you and tell you about the hope that I have and why it's important. Mm-hmm. And and I think that obviously it has it has eternal implications, mm-hmm. where being a part of a church body, whether it's Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, it is almost, in my opinion, divisive 
in itself because everyone has these. And then we were talking earlier. I said, I wish people would just say, hey, you know what I like when I go to church? I like singing from a hymnal with a choir. Mm Mm-hmm. As you grew up doing, right? right. And That's I did. It. You know, Methodist Church kind of yep. kind of has that. And I know, um, you know, and I like going to the church we go to where they go three songs, contemporary Christian yeah. worship music, and we get a forty-five minute message, and we yeah. finish up with another song. You know, I like that. I like yeah. being able to sing with. Um, you know, and just it just to me is I I just prefer it. so different kinds of worship and and. That's all. That's all fine. I understand the how that can appeal to different people. Sure. But again, it goes back to the foundation of all those religions or, or denominations, which is the purpose of Jesus Christ right. and what He did on the cross, and 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 that really is the basis for what we all believe. And so, you know, let's not get caught up in in the minute details because they can really, you know, it's Satan, in my opinion, trying to infiltrate us as Christians, and he's trying to tell the eye that you're less important than the toenail. Right. When you're not, Troy, you're you're as important as I'm my not toenail. not less important, that's for sure. Okay. No. No, and that, you know, I've if anything, if I've ever had an issue in my own mind thinking about religion, what you kind of just covered has always been one of my, one of my issues. I've always thought that... It needs. We should all have the same message. I don't understand where the messages differ. It dry. I mean, if we're all looking from the same book, and we all are looking for the same person, there is just enough difference that it it you can feel it. How is this message different when I go to this church? When and versus when I go to this church? How have you guys taken this message and changed it? To where it feels different. It shouldn't feel different. If you're following, if you were one of the first church, just think about that. If we go back to that, after Christ was resurrected and then went up and he was gone and they started this movement of following Christ. So these were Christ followers. The first church were Christ followers, a.k.a. turned into Christians. Or non-denominational. Non-denominational. They were specifically Christ following Christians. Christians, they were not divert into all this. I mean, obviously, it it started developing because of us as individual people who are sinners. We get our own. Well, I don't really like how that makes me feel funny, so I want to say it this way. Mm. We start changing the Word of God. We start changing things to make ourselves feel better, and that's not why we go to church. And we kind of talked about this earlier. It's not about as you said earlier, it's not about our feelings. That's not what we're there for. It's about what did God say we needed to do? What did Christ tell us mm-hmm. to do? He never said, I don't, I haven't read where Christ said women shouldn't speak in church. There's plenty of stuff in the Bible that you can go in and says that women were supposed to prophesy our, our sons and our daughters. And you can look at it and I guess spin it however you want to. But ultimately, it goes back to your ready position. What we need to focus on is here. Mm. We're going to worry about all this other stuff. And where is your heart? Yeah. And if our heart's not in the right spot, then you know what? Quit worrying about these little details, those little funny little things, mm. and get back to your center. Where are you at? 
Yes. And so to me, you're absolutely right. It, it is more of a matter of the heart than anything. And I can tell you, I can tell you what my heart tells me, you know, in, in our church uh-huh. and, um, you know, we're still going there. We so are. That kind of speaks for itself, yeah. right? <laughs> Even um, after today. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. we will. I, 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 let me think about it all week. <laughs> teasing Dave. I'm teasing. <laughs> Anyways, we're, um, you know, if anything, you know, if, if I needed to get involved, you know, I've, I've never, ever been actively involved in our church except as, as being in a Bible um, study group, mm-hmm. a small group, you know, on a pretty regular basis when I'm home. But, yeah, um, yeah, you know, home. because I leave all the time to coach baseball, I'm not here. So it's yeah. it just makes me feel like, gosh, I don't want to plug in all the way, you know, because then I'm going to have to turn and bail out on my responsibilities. And when I'm doing baseball, I can't just turn that off. You know, I right. wouldn't be able to turn off this, this, if I was, if I was heavily involved in the yeah. church and I just, Oh, I'm sorry guys, I got to go do baseball now. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, that, that transition would be too hard Yeah, because you're investing in people's lives when you do that, you know? Exactly. So, and, and so, um, but now I'm not, traveling anymore i'm Mm -hmm. kind of a partially retired i do lessons in my building but i you know and and i'm maybe i'm a little convicted right now i don't know but i'm feeling a little bit more like maybe i maybe i should become more involved with the 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 church not just with the small groups but um you know in what capacity i'm still i'm still mulling that over but um you know i just hate to see i've always been someone you know, in a team environment who has been instrumental in helping to bring the team together and, and helping everybody see eye to eye. And, and, um, you know, to me, the church is just like that. You know, obviously the eye to eye part isn't my eye to eye, it's God's eye to eye. And, and, um, you know, but to help people see it like that is sometimes I think, um, fun to, to make people, make people realize that, because we all get we all get caught up in stuff, you know. Yeah, people get they get caught up, um, you know, because they want they want to bring in their politics into the church, mm. really. And obviously, our founding fathers were trying to keep that kind of stuff from happening, but it, it's difficult. I mean, everybody has their life, and their life comes into church, and church hopefully comes into their life, and and then that can be beneficial. But a lot of times it seems like this worldly stuff gets in the way of the church. Um, I see it, some, and I felt it for a long time. I mean, the worldly kept me out of church for a long time. And, and I don't, I can't, I, I never stopped being a, a believer. I just stopped uh, being a participator huh. in, in that. So trying to figure out that took me a while. Um, so the, the biggest part is to tie some other things in is we can't stop losing our hope where, you know, what our true hope is. That's what we got to get back to as, as the church. And today I didn't feel like there was some of us that felt like there was a whole lot of hope. Um, and weren't sure where our trust should lie. And it kind of goes back to what we said earlier. Our trust isn't specifically in the man, Dave Mitchell, but it's in that he has his faith 
in who we have our faith in right. and that we know what type of a leader he is. So we can, we can have some hope there. Not more, that more he so, is our hope. More so than just behind the pulpit. It, yeah. He's a, he, he leads, he walks the walk, he talks the talk. And that's the guy that I want in the front of our church because that, that's not me. I'm not the guy that, that could learn Hebrew and, and can, tell me what the word means in Greek and have all this stuff. And nobody wants me up there telling them the word, you know, I could get up in front and maybe sing a song for you, but don't get me into in anything too much of anything else. As you can probably tell from these conversations that we've had over the several, the last several months, but um, that's where I go back. So my trust falls in, in Dave. I mean, my ultimate hope is obviously in Christ and and I know that's where Dave comes from. So to go back and to that, our hope needs to be where it's supposed to be. Um, I'll have some trust in leadership, and that's why I go to the church I go to. Absolutely. And uh, you know, just a segue on that. You know what what church is is sometimes I think lost in in oh. In the definition, you know, where whereas it it should just be the people, you know, the people yeah. are what makes up the church. The building is where we all go to congregate, yeah. and and um, you know, so again, back to what I had mentioned earlier, we have a common interest, a common belief, which is the purpose of Jesus Christ, right. and as long as that is the ground floor base. Mm-hmm of what we believe then the specifics we can discuss mm-hmm. but i think it's always important to keep that in mind we always have that that a belief um that jesus christ was who he said he was and because of that we can all sit and have disagreements and oh, and, yeah. and still be okay but it doesn't mean you have to jump off the team it just means we need to have more conversations but we ha- we're on the same team ultimately and, you know, over the last three years, not, I hope I don't take you off your, your point, but over the last three years or so, we've had a lot of friends, people that we've known or know that went to our church that no longer go to our church for different, for different reasons. And you know what? I love the church I go to, but I don't care where you go to church if your belief is still the same. If you have some differences, I don't like the music or uh, I don't like how Dave says this particular thing or I don't like women speaking, go to another church, feel comfortable if that's what you have to do. I don't always like to feel comfortable when I go to church. Well, and you don't have to, you don't have to just go to another church for the sake, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to switch churches. And I'm oh, yeah. why not? Why not? While you're attending yeah. Westridge, if things get goofy, go try another church. You mm-hmm. know, just to see. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something that you see that you could bring back to someone at Westridge and say, "Hey, you know what? I saw this happen over here, yeah. and it was pretty. It was pretty cool." Um, you know, but inevitably, your your base or your home ground is Westridge, and and. Whether or not Westridge Church is a Baptist church or Southern Baptist oh, church or a non-denominational church is really not the 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 concern for me as much as as much as is Christ their their right. foundation and and do they speak 
you know, Bible based yeah. teachings and and leave it at that. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. You know, details obviously come after that, but it doesn't have to be a dividing detail because the bottom line is we all have the same belief. That that's that's where our hope should be is in that belief. And that was I don't want to say it was I don't know, what's the word? But it was pretty evident, we'll just say it this way, that there was a lot of people that go to our church that had no clue that they were really were Southern Baptists. Um now, Dave does mention it in the when you become a member, he, it is part of the uh, of the thing that he the spiel, if you will, there he goes over and says, and we are affiliated with the Southern Baptists. Not that we one hundred percent agree with everything in their doctrine, but the nice thing has been, and Dave mentioned this today, that in the past you didn't have to one hundred percent agree with the doctrine of the Southern Baptists, but you could be part of them and have some differences to where now they're kind of changing that up to a little bit to where, you know, we want you to say this specifically. Mm -hmm. So there was some of the other issue there, but I, I have never now I would never at this point in my life go, I'm only going to go to a church if they're this denomination. Well, I, I, you know, it's kind of like if I tell anybody about my faith, I have never described my faith using right. the Southern Baptist denomination. Yeah. My my faith has always been I'm a Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ was who he said he was, mm -hmm. that he went to the cross, he died for my sins, that he rose from the dead three days after his burial, and that uh, he reappeared. He was yeah. he sent his counselor to us, and, and that's what I believe. And, and yeah. I think if you'll accept that and believe that, the rest of that stuff yeah. is going to work itself out, but it doesn't doesn't change the, the yeah. base. So that goes back to your ready position. That's your ready position, right. right? Right. And then how you move from there, it's largely individualized. You know yeah. how it depends on your it depends on your your physiological makeup and you know what your capabilities are. And you know some guys yeah. are tall and skinny, and some guys yeah. are short and stocky, and yeah. you know some guys have hip mobility issues, and you know there's a lot of yeah. things. It's, you know in in Christianity, I guarantee you, there's like you said earlier, you sing, you don't yeah. teach or preach. You know that's not really what you're comfortable thing. doing. And and you know I didn't I'm I've always felt. Um, like somewhat of an encourager to people. And, and um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've lost a little bit of that, which I, I'm not a big fan of. But I, and it's almost like nowadays I'd rather keep to myself than go out yeah. there and, and encourage people. But I do largely with kids that I work with in the building. And, um, you know, that's a byproduct of the lessons that I give. But um, And nevertheless, it always gets involved. <clears throat> but, you know, we talk about... Um, all this stuff like it's like it's like it's make it or break it and and it's just not you know it's in the end game in the end game i don't i don't think that uh you're gonna like get shut out because you don't or you, you think the, women can or cannot yeah, speak in the church you weren't the right denomination right or you went to the wrong church you yeah you're dumb <laughs> didn't you see it in my word where yeah. it said this no it didn't say anything about a denomination i don't know that it did it doesn't say anything it talks about having hope having the faith 
in your hope and and the trust and knowing where the where your truth comes from. I mean those, yeah. and then having the love as yeah. well, right? Having yeah. the true love for yourself and for your as in your neighbors as as you do for yourself. So, uh, but making sure you love those others around you. Well, uh, you know, is a big part of it. I think you know we were talking about love earlier, and I think love is such an incredible word because it's it's just so incredibly broad. I mean, I don't think there's any way to encompass a definition of love except Christ, God. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the easiest way to define it would right. be that God is love. And um, you know, why don't we take a break and we can come back and talk about that? We could. We could talk about it. Because love's a good word. Love's a good word. We'll come back and talk about love. Yeah. Maybe today, maybe not today. Well, yeah. We'll Either see. way, if we're wearing we'll the same happens. shirts, we're talking about love today. today. If we're wearing different shirts, we're probably talking about love tomorrow. But we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't right. forget, Wait. no matter what happens, like it or not, share it if you can. Comment if you want to. We've only had a couple comments. One of them wasn't so nice, but that's okay. We'll take it. We're not trying to make I've had worse like, comments. Yeah. If this is the worst comments. thing I do. Yeah. You can I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Trash me all you want. Yeah. So Life yeah. and Grace Podcast. For now. For now. I think we're gonna come back. We're good. I have a strong feeling we're gonna come back. Well, all right. Maybe we can switch shirts. You can remind all our ears. We could. We'll try it. Well, no, I don't know. I'm sweaty. Hi. <sighs> all right, Brad, you won. We're back. Well, Same shirt. Just, we didn't yeah, change. We, we didn't changed underwear. I thought of it. But we're well. wearing different I got it. I turned it inside out. I mean, so I didn't have to get the Fermunda cheese on me or anything. Anyway, <laughs> so, so anyways, we are. Uh, we were just. We just busted into the word love, and yeah. um, when we did that, it was, it was, it was just, for me, it was hard to walk away from it. Um, You're good. But just real quick, I, 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 you know, we defined obviously love as um, God. You know, yes. God is love, and and to me, that's the easiest way to define it. Um, though there are many different forms of love, and and over the course of time, I'm sure that there's been some man-made um, versions of love, and yeah. and um, so we're not the foremost enthusiast on love. But I know I have loved, and I know I have been loved. I'm an enthusiast, you are. I don't know that I'm a, that I'm a. Enthusiast meaning that you you do it you do it on a regular. I love on a regular basis. No, we're we're not the most. I'm not the most knowledgeable person on the subject as as to all the differences and the nuances. How can you be knowledgeable though? Think about that. What you just said. You're talking about love. How can you be knowledgeable about love? Because I mean, to to love. Or to be understanding of love, you have to feel it, don't you? Or have, have experienced it? Right. And that's why I think I feel I'm fairly knowledgeable. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. How, otherwise, how can you understand it? How can yeah. someone who's never loved understand and, what love is based and, on a definition if they've never felt more it? More so, you know, it's not the giving all the time, but it's the receiving mm. that I probably gain my most knowledge of it, mm. I would say. Um, but of, of love, you mean love, somebody giving you love? Giving that's taught for, you more than the, you actually giving. Yeah, love, I mean because it it gave me the basis of 
wanting to give that. Because what the way it made you feel. Right. And because I, I think ultimately is because God loves us no matter what. Mm. That's where our basis for love comes from. Because if we have that unconditional love, to, eh, you know what? I don't know that I like that either. Is is God's love unconditional? Because I I I I about said that, and I'm not so sure that it's, it's not necessarily well, unconditional. I think he I think he loves us unconditionally, but I don't think that that means that we're void of potential consequences for our right. behavior and decisions. Go. You know, so yeah. I think I think sometimes love is not just you know, giving you everything you think you need uh, or want. Yeah. Love sometimes is a heavy hand. Yes. You know, and oh, I, I yeah. think so. Um, yeah, I think God, <laughs> I think he does. I think he's well, He's all about love. I think everything yeah. that he does it to everybody is ultimately because of love. Mm -hmm. Now, we might not see it that way. Oh, and, you know, when it happens little. to us, yeah. you know, because it's not always fun, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. probably needed. Yeah. And ultimately, in the big picture, which is mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier with our church and, yeah. and all that, it's like in the big picture again, you know, that's what it's for. It, in, inevitably, God wants us to love him. Yes. But he's not going to force that. Right. He's going he's gonna to love us. And continue to love us despite yep. our shortcomings. Yeah. And inevitably, eventually, hopefully, mm -hmm. we start to kind of reciprocate, yeah. you know, in regards to that. And and I think that goes hand in hand with any relationship, you know. Yeah. But anyways, what were your thoughts on love? And just as, as we kind of hit right on that word, and it was just boom, and, yeah. and I sit well, here and I'm just rambling. But I, I know hear. you obviously you have some you have some potential scriptures you probably want to go over, yeah, or some and your thoughts and mine. Mine weren't quite as um, prepared, I guess, because we just kind of you know I was was thinking, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about a few things today, you know, maybe hope and faith. And we wanted to talk about our church uh, situation today. But love, you know, ultimately, God gave, just real quick, God gave his only son to be, wow, mal just maliciously tortured. So how, my, that's love? Is that love? That's, you know what? It is. Well, he did it for the sake of he did it for the restoring love all of mankind. Of mankind, and now that's the ultimate love. So, basically, what that to me because it is that it that was a show of love for us to have Christ being beaten and and tortured and crucified for what for us for all of our shortcomings, all of our Christ, sin. Christ didn't die because of something he did. He didn't die for anything that he did. He, he died did because, because of something of we did. We did and will do mm. and continue to do because God loves us that way, right? So, I mean, that almost sounds unconditional to, mm. to a degree, but at the same time, we also have to have to go, I love you too. Right. We have to return that. We have to say, okay, I accept that. And when you don't accept it, 
and that's where I'm saying it's unconditional because God will let you go and, and be, and be that on, on your decision. So, and I guess, you know what, ultimately I think that's love as well. That's that maybe that is really, truly unconditional love to go. You don't have to do what I tell you to do. You don't have to reciprocate that love to me, but I'm going to love you so much that if you accept it, you're good. Yeah. And if you don't accept it, that's your choice. Right. It's a hundred percent your choice. And I think that's, that's the difference. Um, in terms of eternity. Yeah. Is, you know, I, I, and that's the hardest part of all of this, you know, as a Christian, the hardest part for me is that I, you know, I want everybody that I know, everybody that I've ever you know, had a conversation with and liked and, and hung out with and, you know, became friends with and, right. and played baseball with. And these, these people that have been in my life, you know, who are just great people and, and from all facets of life, but I want them to have the same hope I have. And, yeah. and, you know, I don't know where everybody stands on that. I'm not trying to push it on anybody and that's fine. But the point is, is like where it comes back to love. It's like, what is it, you know? And and to me, love is is the the willingness to give yourself without give of yourself mm-hmm. without expecting anything in return, you yeah. know. So you can you can love because the person you're loving really doesn't have any predetermined. Mm-hmm predetermined expectations of what that is, you know? So, um, it's just such a broad topic, but I, I wanted to kind of read this Corinthians first yeah. Corinthians verse, um, that, um, that I printed off in very large print so I could read it. I'm still going to put my glasses on, but <laughs> nevertheless, it's, okay. it's kind of a definition of, of love per the Bible. And it, it's, it's Paul's letter to the, the, the church in Corinth. Right. And he just wanted them to know because they were making a lot of decisions on their own, and they were making all these decisions that yeah. based on what, right? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so this is this is what love is. Um, um, this is First Corinthians thirteen. It says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then it starts talking about love, and it says love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails, but where are, where, excuse me, where there are prophecies, they will cease, where there are tongues, they will be stilled, and where there is knowledge, it will pass. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now I see, 
now we see, excuse me, only a reflection as in a mirror that we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know in fully, even as I am fully known. As now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, love is a, you know, a word in, in that passage that just like, I mean, <laughs> imagine trying to do all that. Yeah. You know, and 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 I don't think you by the description can. It comes with a intense, like passion, care mm-hmm. for the person that is on the receiving end of it, and these things, in my opinion, just happen because of love. This is the description of what love does, what it shows how it manifests itself. Right. But the love part is going to be first. And this is all the stuff that comes from it. So, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you, I don't know. How do you, how do you get to that place where you love somebody? You know, is it, because I know, I know there's different forms of it. I love my, my wife, obviously, but I love my kids. I love my brothers. I love mm-hmm. my pets. Yeah. I love the birds. I love to watch the birds. I love, you know. So the point is, is there's so many characterizations, yeah. characterizations of love. Uh, and most of, most of those, I believe, is because you're receiving something. Um, it's, it's, when, it's to love something when you don't receive anything back that's the hardest. Um, you know, when you're watching the birds, you're feeling the joy. Yeah. You're feeling something from, not that they're giving you something They directly. are, they just don't know it. They just don't know it. Yeah. But you're, you're feeling something in return. So that means by the joy of watching, you, you feel this, oh man, I just love this. This is, this is fantastic. So loving the neighbor. And, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this, but last night was a weird night. Um, and I don't know if this is appropriate, but I'm going to say it anyway. Last night, Brandy and I went to a, a, a local little dive bar and they were, we were there for a few hours and it was a mixed crowd. And, and you went there to listen to music. We went there cause there was some or... live music and we haven't, mm-hmm. we like to listen to live music. We, we enjoyed the together a, a few weeks ago. We went and, uh, went to a place here in town and, and listened to a guy sing. And then Brandy got up and sang and you and Stephanie got up and sang and played some songs. And I guess I, I did sing that one. That was a blast. Yeah. Had a good time. So we enjoy that atmosphere. So Brandy and I wanted, we were just the two of us. The little one was, uh, off with some friends of hers for the night. So we go to this bar we've never been to before. And later in the evening, I noticed there was two guys down at the end of the bar that were together. So <laughs> not together. They were together. They came <laughs> together and they were leaving together. Um, you know, two gay two gay men down at the end of the bar. It was very obvious. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, being homophobic or anything, but it was fairly obvious that they were two gay gentlemen and I saw them I saw lots of people. I saw, you know, a couple alcoholics there. I saw a couple country guys, you know, I'm just saying there's people there. And I didn't have any hate in my heart whatsoever. But later, Brandy got up to go smoke a cigarette. 
And one of the gentlemen came over and stood in front of me at the bar. And I could tell that he was standing in front of me, like checking me out. It was pretty obvious. Uh, up and down. He, he, the he, old didn't, up and down he didn't look. say anything. And then he, he went away back to his huh. little friend. And then within a minute, he come back and was a little bit closer and asked me if I want a lemon drop. I don't know if that's a what the heck a lemon drop is all about. But he was asking me if I... He, he wanted to buy me a drink, Brad. I think a and lemon drop is a shot. It's a shot. It's a drink. But or a shot that's about like that. it could be something in the... It could be some terminology that I'm not aware of. Gay arena that it means something there. else that we don't really... But, we really yeah, maybe not rather my, know. My point really was going to... Several years ago, my first reaction would have probably been, get the pfft away from me. Yeah. Um, I don't swing that way. You know, I, I would have been combative right away without him even saying anything. Yeah. And I didn't do that Good last you. night. You know, I, you. I took the road of, you do you. I mean, I, I hope you know, I, you know, my thought wasn't, I should talk to this guy. You know, we talked about it today. And Brandy and I talked about it. You know, we probably should have asked him, do you know Jesus? Uh-huh. My first initial thought was, no, he does not. And I don't know that. Right. And that, that's and an that, assumption. Isn't that, isn't that a shame that we assume that's that? A, like, that's it, an assumption <sighs> that you're doing what you're doing. But at the same time, I've got my own sins. And I confess I know Jesus. Sure, sure. So anyway, my, my point was, or maybe you I, just wanted a lemon drop. My arms like I didn't take the lemon drop. <laughs> I so anyway, while while that was going on, he he moved he moved Brandy's beer over, and I said, "Hey, that's my wife's beer. Can you you know let that set there?" Okay, oh, so she's out, she's, she's out outside smoking. Yeah. So that was me saying without saying any. That's my wife's yeah, beer. I'm, I don't go I'm that married, way. Fella. Yeah. I'm married. Fella? Thank you, fella. Did he go by fella? Was that? No, did you? I did, think I, he believe he's Tina. Well, that was she, this guy's name. Yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> one way or the other. But anyway, like, it's so confusing. Was, yes, a little bit confused. I was flattered in a weird way. <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Hey, because I still he got was it. coming on to you. <laughs> I still hey, got I still it. got it. I got it. But my point, my how old was point, he? Was he a younger uh, fella? Probably early thirties. Oh yeah, so you do still got it. Probably early thirties. Yeah. At the yeah, I'd say yeah, early thirties coming on to yeah, an older fellow. Fifty five. Look at me. But my point, ultimate point, not just to be silly, was that I gave him compassion and love. I didn't come at him with hate. I uh, just was like, no, thank you, uh, thank you for being the way. You know, I'm, I'm fine. Whatever. But uh, before, I, I really think that's it's a lot because of where I've derived you know, my heart from lately is I, I'm trying to be compassionate to somebody else's beliefs. And if, you know, if they want to be that way, they can, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to attack them. I'm not going to be the guy that attacks them. I, I may not believe in what they believe. And I, I wish that they didn't probably believe what they did, but I felt like I was being loving. Yeah. And not as loving as he wanted me to be. Right. But I was being loving in spirit. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about there Tina. There was no love. Yeah, you're Tina. not talking about God. I was you're being talking about Tina. Yes, Tina. Because God would have probably wanted you to be more God loving, God wanted too, me to probably in a different him down way and than talk Tina. To him even more so. Well, and then a different way than Tina wanted you to right. be. Then. So I, I believe that's, I 
that's me being more loving to my neighbor mm. because I didn't come at him with hate and I knew that he did not believe what I believed. Well, he didn't Obviously. know what you believed either. Right. And so I just felt, he felt that okay. He felt well, he didn't know what I believed. And that that makes me wonder sometimes too, what what do what do I put off? Yeah. Well, what when is, I wonder, I'm not saying my gaydar. I'm just right. saying, what no, no, do no, I yeah. show the light? Right. You right, know, what, right. what do I show? Maybe sitting in a bar drinking beer, most people are thinking, well, he doesn't believe in God either. Some well, people that will might say be that. a stereotype. Yeah, much, much so, as we sit here. But I mean, you're glowing right now. Yeah. It's I, I mean, I see. Oh, it's, it's the reflection off, the off your head. <laughs> Don't mention teasing, the band. I'm teasing. Anyways, um, anyway, no, but I, I, so think, I think the point. The, uh, there, uh, of the story, it kind of goes back to love. It's not not that it you know gets the same kind of love. Nevertheless, well, no, I guarantee he's used to being when he if that was most probably. men, he would be ready for some violence potentially. But why would he continue to do it if that was the potential? I don't like. Well, why do men pursue women constantly when they? I don't get know. Rejected? They don't get beat up though. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> depends, but, depends on what they do. But, but yes, I, I know your point. I know your point. So I also wanted to talk about love real quick in a little different... Uh, Quite a bit different light. Yeah, a little different light. Um, yes. Yes. I, I have so many things to say, and I, I'm not saying it. And, and maybe maybe as we get more comfortable doing maybe. this, uh, you'll get the real Brad Holman, because... <laughs> I've got some pretty pretty interesting as, as Brittany would say, it's a lot of butt stories. Yeah, a lot of a lot of different perspective for sure. But yeah. um the, the word love also from the Greek word agape mm-hmm. means charity. Charity okay. is a form of love. So I not that not that you're giving because someone else is super needy, but that you're giving because you're willing to give. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a pretty cool um, yeah. definition of love is, is my, my willingness to help you, to share with you, to provide for you, to care for you, whatever it is that I'm doing for someone else, I'm doing it because I, I, I want to and I don't expect anything in return. Yeah. And I think that is, to me, where love in the world, according to the world's perspective, kind of gets lost. You know, it, it's it's not about like reciprocating all the time. You know, and, you know, if you're married to a woman and and you love her and she loves you and and you know you scratch my back, honey, I'll scratch yours. You yeah. know, you do all those things and it's a reciprocating type of a love. It's and a relationship. That, yes, it's a relationship, and that and that love is fine. But I'm talking about the love where like somebody can't give back to you. Yeah. You know, they don't have the means to give back to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's not always about like, yeah, I give you, you give me, da da da. da. Mm-hmm. There's some people that can't. Yeah. They don't have the means to. So, um, you know, I think, I think, um, from a, from a perspective of, of Christianity, the biblical perspective, to me, love, love has more of a, uh, not, I mean, of course, there's different kinds of love, but I'm talking about the love where where it kind of it kind of relates you to someone who you don't even know, you know. So love doesn't have to be towards a specific individual. It could be love for mankind, you mm-hmm. know, which God has, right? Love yeah. for mankind. So 
you learn you learn to approach your fellow man in a way that isn't it isn't just uh, because they're your cousin, yeah, or because they're your husband or wife, yeah. You learn to approach people in a way that, hey, man, you you need me, and I have the means to help you, and I just want to I just want to help. Yeah, I think the hard part and another problematic part is like, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm going to give that guy twenty dollars. Yeah. I want to know what he's spending at all. Yeah, you know, I don't want him to go buy alcohol. You know, so so being able to help someone sometimes, yeah, it becomes very conditional. So, you know, how do you do it? How do you love unconditionally or or without expecting anything in return when you're also concerned about like, okay, are they taking advantage of my hospitality? Mm-hmm. Are they mistaking my kindness for weakness or? Are they truly in need, and 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 the things that I do and say might actually impact the rest of their lives? Yeah, God definitely would would say, um, you know, help help one another. But you still have to have discernment to understand when somebody starts to take advantage of you, because people will. Mm. Um, and no matter really where where their beliefs lie, they have the potential because we are sinners that take advantage of one another. Because once you just, if you're one of those people that are just takers, I know a lot of takers, they, um, they feel, well, you owe me that because look at you, you know, look at you, Brad, look at all this stuff you got sitting around here. Look at this funky bus. I mean, if you can buy that, you should be able to give me 20 bucks when I ask for it, you know, because you mm. obviously just throw money away all the time. Throw I me hit you in the head with a hammer when I, you know, too. I, mean, <laughs> I could, yeah, very accurately. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I mean, there's there's people that that have that. So it's okay to have those borders, but at the same time, you can still. It's weird and it's very difficult to still love that individual and go. You know what? I love you, and I'm a, I love you so much. I'm not going to help you anymore. We're gonna. I'm gonna keep you here, and I'm, I'm gonna think about you, and I'm gonna pray for you, and that ultimately is the love for your neighbor. Yeah. If you can pray for somebody, legitimately pray for that person's well-being. You don't always have to put the hand out. All right. You don't. Sometimes it's the opposite. Yeah. Sometimes putting the hand Great. out, it can be the problem. That is a lot of the problem. Yeah. The enabling with some people. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, so we don't have lots to... of things. We don't have to beat it up. It's a big I, you know, topic. We can just—I mean, love, love can be a part of every topic we'll ever have. I mean, yeah. Well, we need to come with love, right? I, Is I, that what you're saying? Well, ultimately, Jesus did. He did every and, every conversation. He came with love, whether he was saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. Pharisees." Yeah. In his heart, he was hoping, yeah, hoping they change. They, they, he could change them, and he did. Well, some, yeah, he did. Nicodemus, Nicodemus for sure. Nicodemus. Yeah, Nicodemus changed. But um, another thing too is you take into account, you know, when Jesus was here on this earth, which yeah. is to me the best account there is, right? Because it's 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 a good way to model ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, children love. flocked, people flocked, mm-hmm. flocked, flocked the needy, yeah. the sick, the, the broken, center, the broken, the children. Yeah, and and they flocked to him. And I think if you look at a lot of uh, things in terms of 
whether it's the church or the non-church or whatever, you know, what are people attracted to? You know, and and if you're if you are a Christian or a professed self-professed Christian, and um, you know who you are isn't appealing mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, not that you you need you know you need to jump out there and try to change who you are necessarily, but I mean, um, what you have, it should it should be enticing to people. Yeah, you know, I, I otherwise why would I want to do it? Why, why, why do I have to, you know, in my own world, why do yeah. I have to be dull? And, you know, the Christians yeah. that I first came into contact with, they were, they were this, they were <sighs> righteous, righteous, righteous Christians. And they were, they came at me and I was like, I, I was very, like, very, like very, I was not, you, right? and I was not enticed by it. Yeah, because they didn't come at you with ultimate love. That's the crazy thing that uh, Jesus was, did. It was judgment in my in my thought process, especially watching the chosen that we've talked uh-huh. about. That you know we like is the you know a biblical presentation of of the New Testament. Go watch from it. all of the from it basically takes the gospel from all the points mm. of view, kind of throws them all together, and it has a personality to the characters, it's which is so, so unbelievable. Cool, it's really, I mean, really good. I, the chosen, I, highly the, recommend it. To me, the Bible just comes alive when you can see the interaction. But God, I mean, Christ judges as he's loving, but the person that he is really ultimately judging doesn't feel judged. They feel healing. They feel the love from him. But he is saying, you're, you you're not doing what you're doing. He's, you got to stop. stop. Doing it. You have yeah. to do this and you have to come follow me. That's yeah. that's judging them and what they've been doing. But he, he just grabs a hold of them because oh. they can feel this unbelievable love that he has for them. And they know he's not just telling me that I'm an yeah. idiot. He's saying, I love you and I want I you back. I love you and I want you. And you can I come with back. me and this is going to be fantastic. Just well, come on. you know on. a person's soul. <sighs> you know a person's soul. And this isn't my own words, but I'm going to say it. I don't know where I heard it, but I, I think it's really, really cool. Is you know a person's soul is valuable mm-hmm. when Satan and God are fighting over it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, um, so whose side are you on? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't even fathom why someone would choose the side of yeah. evil or bad. I mean, no. I've always been for the guy Separation. in the white hat or you know, however you want to describe it. And right. I don't care. I mean, you can go to Star Wars. You can go to yeah. uh, Harry Potter. You can, you know, you can talk about any secular yeah. movie you want. It's, it's still all based on good and evil always. and love. And so, you know, it's like, why would anybody, I don't understand taking the side of the bad guy. Yeah. Unless it's an underdog situation, but that doesn't make him it's a bad, bad guy. guy. He's, he's just an, an underdog. underdog. He's just misunderstood sometimes. But yeah, I don't either. I don't know if somebody truly understands what God is and understands the word and where they're coming from. Sure, you may not know 100%. You just have to put your faith and you have to hope that what this book says is true and just trust that it is. And apart from that is is hell. I mean, why would you want to live any other way? It doesn't it. make sense. I mean, I don't I don't get it. 
Well, um, well, maybe we need to be coached. You know, maybe we Probably. need to take some. Always. I feel it didn't hurt. Well, understanding different perspectives <laughs> is not a bad thing. However, you got to be careful. I don't, you know, cause I you don't can want fall, to understand that. You can fall prey. Well, I think it's beneficial Probably to under, know your enemy. I probably do know, but yeah. It's very beneficial to know yeah. your enemy. Yes. I don't necessarily mean I want to worship or maybe I don't want to study. I, I really don't want to know him that good, but I think it would be good to know. He knows us very well. That's the scary part. We don't want to forget well, that. And he knows scripture. Knows scripture better than we do. Yeah. And he's he's and he actually was part of it. Been given this place. Yeah, and he was the worship leader, and which kind of bothers me a little bit because mm -hmm. I love the worship part of it. But now we that's why he's coming at us so hard. Because now we're the worship leaders. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> we took his place. By the way, we should mix right? another song on one of these things. We we took his place. Yeah, but you you sing better than he did. He's a brutal singer. That's why they cast him out. Yeah, Charlie Daniels got him good. Yeah, that's right. Devil went down to Georgia. Because <laughs> yeah. he anyway. tried to be like God in heaven. He, you yeah, know? Exactly. he could have He could have been Michael in heaven. Instead, he ended up being the devil in Georgia. You know, yeah. just he chose wrong. And unfortunately, we know the end game. Yeah. So it sucks for him. But nevertheless... Anyway. Yeah, we all got a choice. So, love your neighbors as yourself. Mm. We'll, we'll, first we, first we and short. foremost, we fall love short. God love with God all your heart, all your soul, heart, soul, and your mind. Yes. Second, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. That is the first two and most important Biggest. commandments, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. um, I guess if you live by that, but love, love is not a choice. It isn't. It is hard, but love to me is a is a it's a feeling. It's yeah. a decision that you. It's well, it's a choice, but you make a choice to to forego yourself because you're you're sac. You're actually vulnerable. Yeah. Because someone else Oof. is in your someone else is in your life, and and mm -hmm. you know what that person might screw up your life. You yeah. you know, it's scary. That person That's could screw up your life. Had it. I know you have. Yeah, absolutely. You're not totally screwed up, though. There's still a chance. <laughs> there's, there's the hope still. There's hope for Troy. All right. Well. All right. Well, anyways, let's That's beat That's some it. of the love. We talked about it. Yeah. A lot to, we can talk about it again. We can go on and on and on and on. I, yeah. I mean. We can, we can always have part of it. Well, I love we you. Well, I love you too, brother. And, um. You know, that's what it's about for me. Yeah. It's just, you know, what what does it mean? And do you mean what it? Do you that? mean it, or are you oh. are you friggin', uh, you know, are you are you just saying it because? Yes, well, there's a lot of times because that it's happens. popular. And yeah. but yeah. but again, um, I, to me, it's not words; it's actions. It's actions more so than anything. Yeah. So if if you're if you're loving someone, then I mean, there needs to be something that shows that. And yeah. if you're loving God. I think it's the same thing. Kind of goes I back mean, to he, works. Yeah, it goes. Well, you're not working for love, but you you're showing the love that right. that you know me or anyone would have in a relationship where you're saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to spend time with you." Mm -hmm. You know, my youngest daughter just got engaged. Yes. Yeah. Getting married soon. Yeah, and she and her fiance. Yes. Have since they met not spent a freaking minute apart except to sleep and work 
now. Yes, and work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Normal. And the sleep but if they're not the sleeping or working, they're together. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm like, wow, that yeah. is love because yeah. they're just all they want to do is be together right. and experience life together. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just uh it's yeah. just it, you can't you can't put a time frame on it. You can't put a level of yeah. intensity on it because there's so many different facets of yeah. it and what it means. It's there's I mean you know, the love you have with your wife is going to be a lot different than the love you have for your daughter or your, yeah. or your sister or your yeah. animal. Right. So, anyways. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Anyways. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. But that's it. I'm done. Yeah. With, I'm you're done, done with now. It. We're not coming back today. No. Nope. Next time you see us, we're probably going to be wearing different shirts Mm-mm. and our own underwear. So well, thank you for hanging you, out. By the way, again. have left much too big a pocket, <laughs> yeah. man pocket in like, my underwear. Right? Like and share. Yeah, I'm swimming. Comment on his weirdness if all you right. want to. Sorry. Yeah, but that's all right. We're all weird. We're probably going to get weirder. We're going to get more comfortable doing this, and you guys are going to start to see the real Troy and Brad, and it's going to be fun. Brad's weird. We're going to have fun. Just warning you. Brad's We got weird. some thoughts and, and quirkiness that uh, probably is not normal, I would say. In my world, it seems normal. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. thanks for right. uh, listening to Live and Grace Podcast. Take us Good out, night. Brad. Take care, guys. Go take us out. Take us out properly, take Brad. Take us off. Hey, give us some, first of all, oh. some likes, some shares. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. We love you guys, and yeah. and really, um, honestly, well, ten of you. I'm selfish, and um, this podcast that we're doing is for me. Yeah, because I really enjoy this time I spend with Troy, and yeah. um, you know, so realistically, it's it's selfish, and uh, I hope you guys can yeah. benefit from my selfishness because Troy is a wonderful dude, and and I love Brad's hanging right, out and talking too. with him. So um, with that said, we will depart and Life and Grace podcast. Thanks for listening. Give us a ding, Brad. Oh, yeah. Is that what you were talking about earlier? That's what it was. I came out with this long spiel, and all you wanted me to do was hit the bell. Hit the stinking bell, man. (laughs) Nice.